When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Vikings Vent Line, what's going on everyone? Executive producer Declan Goff here, taking a trip another round of off-season Vikings Vent Line. Of course, we uh, kick the show around during the Vikings season. We bring on Vikings fans. We, of course, would be like to be previewing a Super Bowl. We like to see a Super Bowl before we die here on Purple Daily. But as uh, Vikings lore goes, not the case, and there's always next year. So in the meantime, uh, we run off-season Vent Line. I like to talk to a bunch of Purple Daily and Vikings fans that I know. I'm going to have my guys Nick and Alec join me here in just a little bit. We're going to have some off-season speculation, some hot takes, some draft thoughts, plenty of things to discuss uh, on the latest episode of Vikings Vent Line. Of course, we're presented by TCL and Surly Brewing Company. Enjoy the Super Bowl Sunday. Go get yourself a nice little TCL TV. Maybe crack open some Surly's too. Maybe a Furious, maybe an Axeman. Plenty of great options at Surly Brewing. And if you're in the Twin Cities, uh, go check out the Beer Hall. It's a great spot to be. Even as we warm up from the spurge of temperatures here in the Twin Cities, it's an awesome spot. Go check out Surly Brewing. And thank you to TCL uh, for powering Purple Daily. But of course, if you want to get in on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, you can shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Same type of function we use to get fans on during the season. Uh, I comb through a bunch of stuff, and I comb through a bunch of invites. And I'd love to get people on to talk every Sunday on Vikings Ventline. So shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com if you're interested in joining a future episode. Of course, we're on Apple. We're on Spotify. The Score North app is a central hub for all for everything we do as well. And this Purple Daily YouTube channel where you can hit subscribe for daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment. Mackie and Judd and myself will be bringing you that. Plus, we got some other bonus shows. Uh, Thor Nystrom every Tuesday. Purple Access with Chip Scoggins. Write that down, predictions. There's plenty of ammo in the, uh, in, in the chamber for Purple Daily conversations. All right, let's waste no more time. Let's get our guys in here. Let's get in Nick. And let's get in Alec on Vikings Ventline. Uh, Nick, you were telling me you're in Lansing, Michigan. Is that correct? Yes. So are you a big-time Kirk Cousins fan or not a fan? I was a fan of his when he went to MSU, and I, I, lo- I loved when they signed him. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was big on that. Over, uh, the last four, over the last four years, I mean, I've been a huge critic of him just because I'm a bigger Vikings fan than I am a state fan. So, I got gotcha. you. Uh, Alec, where are you calling in from? Uh, I'm out of Denver, so out here out west. So, um, Grew up in Minnesota, though. Um, that's where most of my passion for the Vikings come from. Um, probably the biggest, like what really got me into the Vikings was Oh nine. Okay. Um, I mean, I was a fan through my childhood in the nineties, but no nine was probably like the first year that they kind of became the biggest thing in sports for me for the most part. So, 
everyone has their story, right? Of how, it, how uh, this team hooked them and then inevitably broke their heart. And uh, <laughs> there, there's a new generation of fans that definitely like to say, oh, nine as that first uh, memorable season. So uh, it happens to all of us. It happens to a whole generation of fans. For me, it was 2000 with 41 donuts. So that's how I got my first uh, taste as well. I don't remember 98. Uh, and I think I've, sometimes I'm kind of glad I don't remember 98. because I've probably been a lot more, uh, a lot more upset. Um, well, awesome, guys. Thank you for coming on Vikings Bentline. Appreciate you guys making some time on your Sunday to make this happen. Uh, so I sent over a prep email, and I like to kind of ask every Vikings fan this question, especially since we're still a couple weeks removed, so the wound's still kind of, you know, there from the Vikings being eliminated from the Giants. and The Super Bowl's coming up a week from the day. So I'm curious, uh, and Nick, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I would love to know your hottest Vikings take going into this offseason. Yeah, it's not super hot, but I just want to get back to playing aggressive style of football. Like my favorite time watching this team was probably in that 2006 to 2009 range when their defense was just dominant. I mean, I love that defensive line, the Williams wall. Like you couldn't even run on them. That's what that's what that's that's the first thing they got to do is build up that defensive line this offseason. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brad Brad Childress got a lot of flack, and I, I used to well, I was not a big fan of him when I was a teenager, and those were formidable years for me too as a Vikings fan. But I will say I will give him a lot of credit because in the in the now. Uh, I kind of understand why you build through those trenches, right? Why mm-hmm. you spent a lot of money to get Jared Allen and you know, mm-hmm. you spent a lot of money to pay the Williams wall to keep those dudes together uh, because they wreaked havoc. I mean, no one ran through that wall. You're right that it was an aggressive style of football that they smashed you in the mouth. Yeah, and that's an area where the Vikings just, they, they haven't had consistency in the last four years now. And it's hard to build through those trenches. Um, you got to hit on some draft picks. You know, if you want to bring in a marquee free agent, Zedaria Smith was that for about the first half of this season. Then he kind of, was ineffective for the second half of the year. But yeah, you got to build through those trenches. And you know, even if it's not as hot and outlandish and clickbaity like we like to get called out on sometimes, you're right to say that the best thing that they could do is potentially build through those defensive line trenches or even the offensive line trenches where I think they got some nice tackles on the offensive side uh, to start playing a little bit more aggressive and smash your mouth football. So I like it. A good take. Uh, Alec, what about you, man? What's your hottest Vikings take? I'm going to go a little more negative. Um, my hottest take is that the Vikings are going to finish third or fourth in the division this year. Okay. <laughs> um, I just don't see much of a path to make this defense that much better. I don't, I think being 31st again will be a shock, but can you get to 20th with not having many draft picks, not much cap space and make it good enough to hold up? Um, even with the offense being as good as it was, I don't think you win 11 straight one score games again next year either that's just it's anomalous i mean you can call it luck i don't necessarily think it was necessarily luck right they had good game management in those games to do that but it's still not normal to win all of those yeah the football gods or the lady luck or whatever you want to call it there will be some type of regression right it's how they won those games in the vacuum of, of this past season. Yeah. That, I don't think that was necessarily just luck. Like there was, there was coaching and things that went into those because the Vikings were bad in those situations the last two years in the final two years under Mike Zimmer. But I think it's pretty difficult to quantify that going into a season uh, afterwards where you're trying to project that with the roster that they have. Right. I mean, I, if, if you have like a Joe Burrow or a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen, you know, you can kind of get away with some of those luck factors year in and year out. And you know that, hey, fourth quarter drive, there's only a handful of guys that I trust to do this. And even though Kirk was really good last year in that, there's moments where he has mostly been not effective in that. And that's where I think trying to be effective in, in that role long term is type of, kind of hard to project. 
And to your point of them kind of falling off from the first place team, the NFC North, potentially even in the basement or in third place. I mean, I would be pretty surprised if they won 13 games again. Now you can regress, right? You can regress to 10 wins and still potentially win the division or even get in as a wild card team. That's totally feasible. Um, but they definitely probably won't be, yeah, let's call it what it is, as lucky as they were from 2022. So I get it. I know it might be some type, some people might think it's Buzz Killington because he took the step up from winning the North and winning 13 games. And for the most part, everything was hunky dory last season. Uh, but the North, uh, with Detroit coming up, I don't, I'm not sold that Chicago is just going to pop back up and be better, but they got a plan here and we'll see if it's being utilized. And Green Bay, who knows? You know, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, um, that, that's still a decent team. I don't think they're as good as they used to be, but if they turn the page to Jordan Love or whoever the hell they want to go, I mean, that's just a complete wild card and probably going to lean towards ineffectiveness. But this division has a chance to be seized. I would love for the Vikings to still be in control of it for years to come, but you're right. They got to build up those draft picks and even going from that defensive jump right to your point to getting to 20th, just to getting some type of passability at this point where they have been near the basement for three straight years with two different coaches and multiple different coordinators at this point. Um, it's going to be difficult for them to do with limited cap space and obviously um, limited uh, draft capital as well, which kind of segues into the draft plan. So Vikings have the 23rd pick, but they only have, I believe, five picks going into this year's draft. They mortgaged some uh, to get TJ Hawkinson, who was a very good player. I'm glad he's on here and we'll see if the Vikings even maybe extend him uh, this off season. But uh, Nick, I'll go, I'll go back to you here. What, what do you want to see the Vikings really prioritize? Or is there a splash move you want to see at the draft? What are you looking for the Vikings uh, to do at this year's NFL draft? Uh, like I just said on the hottest take, you got to keep build, building from the inside out. You almost got to do it like what the 49ers do. They've had a lot of first round picks for like the last five, six years. They keep, they just stack up that defensive front, let them get pressure. Then the secondary kind of does their thing. It's a lot easier when you're getting pressure to cover people. Yeah, I mean, they, they just they have to figure out ways to build through the draft. Every sport's like this. Like, it, it's it's so difficult to not just, you know, the Rams are saying bleep the picks. Now, if you're asking, like, a true passionate Rams fan, he might say, well, it's worth it. They got the Super Bowl. And even if they're going to be bad again, like they were this year for the next few years, and I know a lot of us Vikings fans would probably take that because you'll find got your championship. Um, but the Vikings on their side, they have to figure out either ways to move back to accumulate more picks or just use the picks they have and, and cross their fingers that they're able to develop guys. I mean, they have whiffed on, on a lot of the majority of their picks. And of course there's some home runs, right? Justin Jefferson's a stud. Christian Derrissaw is a stud. Um, but at the same time, they have to figure out ways to have a good draft here and they have to utilize them. I mean, last year's class was either injured or just completely ineffective. And if Lewisine can come back, that's, that's a big plan for them. Uh, and it'll be a, a, a big thing for them going forward, but we'll have to wait and see there too. Alec, what about you, man? What, uh, what are you looking for the Vikings to do at this year's draft? I'll be honest with you, and, and I get that maybe it'd be better if you had all your draft picks, but just take the best available player at your draft position. I get maybe the want to get more picks just to have a little bit more in the tank, but we've seen that for how long now? Where yeah. When was the last time they had, I think Jefferson was the last first-round pick, right? Like true first round pick? Yeah, the uh, the one that they had, they didn't move back from at least. Yeah, yeah, they, so. they did not move back from Jeff. They moved back uh, for Derisaw, and then they yes, obviously moved right. back for uh, for Lewisine. Yeah, so like just unless somebody's blowing you away, giving you four mm -hmm. or five picks for it or something like that, but otherwise, just stay. There's no point in trading if there's somebody there that can help you now, because that obviously we kind of saw that this year. Had they stayed at twelve, taken Hamilton, a safety that they took anyways. 
the defense may have been better. Who knows? Because he would, right. would have possibly started, and he played pretty well for the Baltimore Ravens. So, yeah, I, 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 I guess I get where Quasi was coming from. Where, um, all right, so I'm going to move back and potentially get more picks. But then, yeah, to your point, Kyle Hamilton, who was a stud, was staring at them right in the face. They could have had him, and who knows? Maybe maybe Lewisine comes back from this injury, and he's a very effective safety like Hamilton too, right? I mean, that's your yeah. point of and no one really knows what, what's going to happen there, but there's also multiple holes in this team, right? I mean, they got multiple linebacker spots to probably fill. Uh, they need a defensive back. If they move on from Zadarius Smith, do they find an elite pass rusher? I guess, you know, Nick, you, you said that if you'd like to see them build to the trenches, so are, is it defensive line, defensive end? Is that what you're kind of looking at for that first round pick? Either or. Yeah. I would love if they could get that guy from Baylor, that Siaki Ekum, I think that's mm-hmm. his name. Or if one of the like, maybe the top ten or defensive end projected in the top ten start to fall, take him. And that's another thing too, right? That draft. I mean, it never the board never shakes out to exactly where it is. People rise and fall at the last minute, and and then if the Vikings can find maybe a top ten, top fifteen guy at twenty three, then yeah, I think you you have to mm-hmm. take him. Um, you know, I I I know a lot of fans are sick of them wanting to draft a cornerback because they've taken so many shots at corner and it just hasn't worked out for them, but. I mean, I, I don't see Patrick Peterson coming back and having the same year like he did this last year. And also there was still times, even though he graded and had a, a successful season this past year. I mean, I'm not betting on a 33 year old cornerback, you know, playing the amount of snaps and being as effective as he was last season. So I, I understand. I know it's not as sexy because we're kind of tired of seeing all the cornerbacks <clears throat> being taken and then all those cornerbacks not turning into anything. But at this point, uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they ended up taking uh, a, a cornerback. Sticking on the draft here, Phil, just for for another uh, another question for you guys. What's the what's the thought or what what is your mood if they end up taking a quarterback, whether that's in the first round or or later? Kind of what, what is your thoughts, Nick? I'll go to you here. What is your thoughts on them potentially taking a QB? Are you holding off on that? What what is your thoughts on it? I wouldn't take one high, but I say you should you should always take one as just a project quarterback. If there's a guy in the fifth sixth round, I think he's worth the value. Mm-hmm. Take a chance on them. Alec, how about you, man? Yeah, I'm there. Um, I mean, obviously they whiffed on third-round quarterback last time they tried it, but take another shot at least. I mean, start now because um, you got a year to develop him, figure it out. If he's going to be a mod and it's not going to work out, try it again next year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think even if they extend Kirk, which personally I don't want, but even if they do, you have can't have nobody sitting back there and right now it's Nick Mullins who we know what he is he's journeyman backup quarterback there's nothing there's no young guy sitting back there in the wings even like third string really so you got to get something at least back there yeah I, I I would love for them obviously to it's exciting when they would take a quarterback you know and Anthony Richardson kind of looks like that project dude I don't know if I would waste my first round pick on it um, and who knows where his availability and stock's going to be. Everyone kind of thought Malik Willis was going to be like this, you know, maybe fringe first round or first round mm-hmm. pick. The dude falls into the third round and then is benched after he gets an opportunity. So it's never the end of the world to take a chance on a QB. So completely understand. Uh, it's going to be an interesting, you know, draft board to watch this play out. We had our guy Thor Nystrom on, on Friday. He kind of gave us some early previews from the senior bowl, which then now turned into the combine. And then once the combine's over, we're really starting to crank things up into draft season. And we're really excited to, and do a little mock drafts and see where things go and should be uh should be an absolute blast uh looking back from this past season fellas obviously 13 and 4 year nfc north title a lot of crazy moments up and down uh what was your favorite moment from this last season nick i'll go to you uh probably the patriots game 
I love it. It was just a great game all around. Yeah. Every aspect of the team made plays. I'll say that. Yeah, the kicker turned touchdown. Kirk just surgical against that probably top five defense. Uh, Kevin O'Connell beating his former coach Belichick. Something about that game. Thanksgiving, yeah, that, obviously night game. That was a fun one, right? I mean, yeah. because yeah, it was it was Thanksgiving and it was the it was the the evening game as well, and it was at home and they had the, all the purple on. Yeah, that that was a fun game. I know again. Things kind of came down to the wire to a degree, but I mean that was a dominant win. That was a signature mm-hmm. win, right? Like I think if you were to ask Kevin O'Connell if he was on this show with us, he said, "What would be a signature win for you? What would be a highlight?" I would bet that game's definitely up there for them. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're even though Mac Jones kind of hit a wall this year, you beat a Bill Belichick team on short rest. I know it was in your barn still, but I mean that's a big deal. I mean, imagine going to sleep at night if you're Kevin O'Connell thinking I just beat Bill Belichick in a game of football um, with my best pieces and. Yeah, I, I, that was definitely a fun moment. I thought it was awesome, too. Uh, Alec, how about you, man? What was your favorite moment from this last season? Um, yeah, real quick. That was the game right after Dallas, too, right? Yes, it was. It was like that three was days after they got their bounce back game. game. Yeah. Um, mine's got to be the Bills game. Um, I had a really good friend. She was a Bills fan. She passed away last year, unfortunately. So it, it was always fun talking with her because we're the uh, the teams with the 0-4 in Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, so it was always fun uh, giving her crap about that, too. So. Um, but it was just two teams throwing haymakers in the second half there uh, with the Vikings fighting back and then just kind of the craziness, the way that game ended. Um, and the overtime, I mean, the defense stepped up when they had to in the overtime. Patrick Peterson, knowing exactly what play was called as soon as Davis cut across the middle to pick off for the, the to seal it, I was just a blast. And uh, just because I have to say this, I pulled a Judd for the Colts game. I uh, stepped out at half. We were having a party that night, so I decided to make my uh, my booze run at halftime as uh, both football games that were going on for me that day uh, were not going well. So um, I kept an eye on it. I caught the end of it in OT, but uh, I did leave at halftime for that game. So <laughs> Yeah, I think Judd uh, will never let us down for that one. I don't blame him uh, after watching the most, but turned out to be a 33-point comeback. It was a fun day on this channel. It was a fun day on Ventline, but... I uh, was at the expense of Judd missing out on, on that epic comeback. But, yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of fun moments, right? I mean, yeah, the Bills game was insane. Colts game, Patriots game. It, it is, even though ended prematurely in the wild card round against the Giants, um, it was literally, I, I just turned 30 uh, last month, and it was legitimately one of the most memorable seasons of my lifetime. Um, it, it stinks that it ended prematurely, but, I mean, just so many crazy moments from the Bills game, Colts game. Uh, beating the Packers in week one, winning the division basically, you know, with a month to go in the season was a blast. Uh, and, and we were able to break it down here on Vikings vent line. That was uh, that was a ton of fun. Uh, quick little note before I say goodbye here to you fellas, uh, shout out to Park Tavern, uh, a great spot to enjoy uh, a bite to eat, enjoy some bowling, enjoy a group gathering in St. Louis Park here in the Twin Cities metro area located in St. Louis Park. Quick drive uh, down west from uh, Minneapolis. Uh, go hit them up. Great, great bar, sports bar. Sports dad is always there. Go check out Park Tavern and, of course, the crazy Canadian Cousins Crusaders. Go donate at KirkCousins.org. Mention you heard this on Purple Daily, and we all can get down on uh, donating some charity. Fellas, before I wrap up here, uh, any last takes, any last shout-outs you want to give here on Vikings Ventline? Uh, Nick, I'll go to you. Uh, nothing that comes to mind. Uh, but if you don't mind, I'd like to give a shout-out to a friend's podcast of mine, see if I can get some little yeah. few few more listeners. Absolutely. It's called uh, The Fix Is In. You can listen to it on Spotify. I think pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. I always listen to it on Spotify. I don't jump on it every week, but I say probably every few weeks I'll try to get in. Nice, get I in like on it. it. I love it. The fix is in. Go check yep. it out. I, I dig it. I dig it. 
Uh, Alec, how about you, man? Uh, any last shout outs or any takes you want to get off your chest here? Uh, yeah, uh, just a, a real quick take and then a shout out. Um, like, please just end the Kirk experiment. It's <laughs> I'm fine with like another year extension, but then let's move on. Let's do something else. It's oh, yeah, I'm definitely it's time. Let's let's do something else. Um, and then just a shout out to my grandpa. Um, unfortunately, he's passed on, but he really got me into sports as a kid. Started with baseball and then uh, kind of into every other uh, sport that I'm a big fan of hockey football not a huge basketball fan but you guys have actually helped with that with your timberwolves takes it's just fun to listen to you guys um crap on them when they're bad and enjoy them a little bit when they're good so. amen yeah hit the you can hit the subscribe button score north channel for uh some minnesota timberwolves conversation wild convo even even sprinkle in some twins here i mean they're gathering some of our interest uh that you know they had a crap year this last year and there's still some uh conflicting feelings i feel about that ball club and luckily this is not twins vent line. Uh, I would not have the capacity to do a twins vent line, but uh, appreciate you guys joining me, of course, for Vikings vent line here on purple daily. Again, if you guys, if anyone wants to get in, who's listening to this, watching this, you want to get in on a future show, uh, hit me up. It's Vikings vent line at gmail.com. I'd love to talk to as many Vikings fans out there. We'll be doing this every Sunday uh, throughout the off season, of course. So go check out, go check that out. And of course, hit the subscribe button for daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment. This is purple daily where we want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die.